welcome back to Baking with Booze, the podcast where two friends talk about a few of the things they love most, food and the paranormal. We are your hosts, Bree and Katie, and each week we will serve you up a tasty treat and terrifying tale. So grab a blanket and a snack as we share with you what we've dug up. This is our seventh. Why can't I speak? English. Tis contagious. Yes. Get out of here, fly. You're not allowed to be on the podcast. <laughs> Anyway, this is our second episode of the night, so we've already done the how was your week thing, but is there anything else that you would like to add to that? Oh, I didn't even tell you about this week. I told you about last week. (gasps) Excuse me, always saving the surprises. That's my girl. Well, you know, when we have multiple episodes, I have to, you know. I don't remember what last week was like. Oh, that's fair. So, I gave away this week on last week's episode. (laughs) Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Hmm, Anthony. Okay. Still thirsty. Still super thirsty. I'm out of drink. That's my problem. <laughs> I need a tall glass of some juicy sweet. Just kidding. Tall cucumber. Yeah. Yeah. Hey now. You're an all-star. Get your game on. Go lay. Hey. <laughs> so, what was your week? Um, my week was fine. Um whole lot of work. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am doing quite a bit for Rotap Radio. You know, I had a little bit of a bummer this week that one of the interviews didn't work out, mm-hmm. um, which resulted in me being up quite late and many uh, cups of coffee and me not wanting to exist this morning because I didn't go to bed till two and I had to be up at seven. Welcome to my life. Sorry. Disgusting. <laughs> um, though, about the only good thing that came out of that is when I went to pick up coffee. For once, I went to Dunkin'. Normally, I go to a local coffee shop, um, but I needed something a little bit bigger than what they offer. Um, Katie is still stuck on the Schmidt. Yeah, bigger bigger offerings is what I was looking for. And... <laughs> mm, big Schmidt. And... So I went to Dunkin' and they have a chocolate stout cold brew, which tastes super good. I know Katie's over here like, what? Mm. Guys, I don't like beer. I don't like beer. I am not a beer drinker. Never have been. Um, I have tried a couple different. I'm probably, if I'm going to like anything, it's probably going to be an import because I'm... Because bitch be fancy. That's why. Uh, I don't... A... Gluten is an issue. Yeah. And so, what? Nothing. Your whole face just went. I know. It's because I just thought of something to surprise you with. Yeah. Later. Okay. So, hopefully, my reaction is like a mental note of like, remember, remember, bitch, remember. Remember when you remember. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that is going to be you two weeks from now. No, I remember! Yes, quite literally, probably two weeks. I'm going to go, oh, hey, there was that thing I was thinking about. Why did I stop thinking about it? Now I remember. What was I thinking about? (laughs) Gup. It's, yep. (laughs) Uh, Let's bring back the gup brain. I uh, luckily have a couple months until your wedding to be able to afford this and get it here on time. Oh. Tis an import. Oh. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, the chocolate stout cold brew. So Chris wanted it because he is a beer drinker, not like, not like your natty or your bud. Don't want no natty daddies. Uh, but he likes. More often than not, when we go somewhere, he gets Blue Moon. But um, he wanted to try that, and the face that he made made me go give me the cup. Because now I need to try it. Awesome. Like, I couldn't taste much of the beer. There was definitely chocolate. No, it had, like, sweet cream, so it had, like, a head like a beer. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't say anything. You didn't need to. Your eyes said it all. Because I have a very expressive face. I can't. Unless you want me to wear a mask. I can't. Tone it down, dude. 
It's it's energetic at this point because you would just exude the energy of I'm thinking of dickhead right now. There's a box <laughs> in my face. How about some lady love? <laughs> Tell your story. I'm hiding my face. But yes, so if you haven't tried it yet, you definitely need to. It was amazing. Uh, more chocolatey than uh, beer tasting. I am probably going to go get another one just because of how good it was. So I recommend. Chocolate cold brew? Chocolate stout cold brew from Duncan. Okay. Maybe I will try that tomorrow. They are always hella busy. Yeah. Anytime I am past if, there. If you go in our town, it's supposed to be Dunkin' Donuts, but they never have donuts, so it's just Dunkin'. Yeah, it's also supposed to be a Dunkin' Donuts slash Baskin Robbins, and the bitches always run out of ice cream at, like, 2 p.m. Oh. I always forget that they're supposed to be a Baskin, too. <laughs> it's half the business, my friend. <laughs> Not interested in that happening. <laughs> coffee and coffee only. Well, plus dairy. Dairy's bad, and, so. I, and I only purchase ice cream from one establishment in this town. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> How snooty did that sound with me running my fingers through my hair as I'm saying that? Well, luckily you have some sensitivities, so it's allowed. Oh, okay. It's allowed. Now, if you were just like, look, I have the money, so like, why not? Why not is what I mean. Then it would be different, but you have sensitivities, so it's okay that you're like high maintenance when it comes to your food and drugs. It's okay. (laughs) Because I'm paying out the snot for it. Yeah, believe me. You would not choose to have the sensitivities that we do have. If I was supposed to be, like, eating the way my sensitivities required me to eat, or, like, just for general health as well, vegetables. Vegetables. And fruit. And that's literally it. Like, I have a gluten sensitivity. I have IBS. So, like, no grease, no acidic foods. Look, I live for pizza sauce. I live for it. Yeah. It gets me out of bed in the morning. Yes. The, that is my coffee. The possibility that... Oh, that's disgusting. Now that oh, I don't. <laughs> Just plop it in the mug. I mean, I won't drink it like that. Unless it's in tomato soup form. And then it's basically the same. Just less acidity and more smooth. You sitting there with, um mozzarella sticks just as like your biscotti <laughs> now we're getting horny just kidding oh i'm fat of course i'd say that about it food. just got about five degrees uh warmer in this room <laughs> <laughs> me and my shelf boobs over here like this idea my chest is sweating <laughs> Mm. This is not that kind of podcast. <laughs> it sounds like it, but it's not that kind of podcast. It doesn't sound like it. Last week and this week is going to sound a little spicy. <laughs> it's okay. We still have a lot of male listeners. This is fan service, I guess, right? Fans. Oh, yeah, you're not a huge anime watcher. Anime watchers will know. It's basically where you get the hentai boobies and the, you know, where they wear, like, nothing all the damn time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's called fan service. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah. You know, I question how somebody could be attracted to a cartoon, but at the same time, when I was 11 years old, like, I'm going to marry Goku. That's going to be my baby daddy. See, Goku's not my type. Sestromaru. Yes. Who the fuck is that? That's Inuyasha's brother. Who the fuck is Inuyasha? Okay, so... Look, I even quit watching Attack on Titan, okay? Because I was like, I'm into it, I'm into it, I'm a little less into it, and I'm not into it anymore. So, Sesho Maru is a full demon. Uh-oh. Um, and... That's my type. Yeah. That's my type. <laughs> And he's very androgynous. I'm pulling up a picture of him so that way you can see. There we go. Uh, very androgynous, very bad boy. No, thank you. No, thank you? Oh, my God. No, thank you. I, okay, so I saw something 
that said like your personality type based upon yeah. your, your anime favorites. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's Shashomaru, um, Aya from Fruits Basket. Who was I all over last night? Somebody from Food Wars. I can't remember his name now. Um, but the guy with the white hair, you know, I have a type. Um, if we go outside of anime, it would be uh, Legolas, of course. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, basically, this whole thing, um, they went into, like, I can tell you about yourself based upon the people you like. And if bisexual ain't what came up, it's like, yes, yes, you are accurate. Correct. Ooh, sorry. Mm. Do you know who I would want a piece of more than Legolas? Hmm. His father. I mean, it is a recurring theme in my life, yeah. is it not? I agree, though. Sandral, yes. He's the first one that came up. This is the character that I was talking about for Food Wars. Better than the last two. Very tan, very delicious looking. Look, I I like the mean look, okay? The first one was like, that's way too, like, nice. Oh, no, he's not nice. Okay, I, I, but he looks Okay, so he's like 2000s anime. So, very early US anime. Um... Food Wars, this is the main character's father, who I also want a piece of. I will <laughs> lick that beard off your face. <laughs> lick that beard off your face. He, oh, and he just has that personality, too, that, like, um, very aloof. Very mysterious. Very mysterious, yes. Ah. Uh. Don't fall for it. Ugh. Don't fall for it. Girl. <laughs> oh, God. How do we get talking about this? How has this happened? That is an excellent question. I literally do not remember. What the fuck were you talking about? I don't, I don't even know. Okay. We how got, was, how we... was your week? <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about that. <laughs> I know. I know, but something in that led us to this. Yes, because I was like, we, we're going to be ready to move on from this soon. Wait, I need to ask Katie how her week was. Even though you talked about that last week and the woes of your job and <laughs> I don't have anything to add <laughs> to the how was your week thing. I can do like a quick fourth of July thing, I guess, because that was technically the weekend before. Per per my last podcast. <laughs> sure. Per my last fucking memory out of a guppy brain. Um <laughs> The 4th of July? I don't know. We had my uncle down. Yeah. Uh, had a cookout. That was about it. Your wonderful dad made potato salad for himself. <laughs> <laughs> my father does not like my cooking. My mother does not believe me. She'll hear none of it. Nate, I believe, is also skeptical when it comes to this. But let me tell you something, y'all. When somebody hears that you're going to bring something... And then you arrive and they have their own version of what you are bringing. They don't like your fucking food. Because you decide to go outside the Midwestern bubble yeah. and elevate your food a little bit. Just little. Just little. Not, not farmhouse. Yeah. Not Amish. Look, motherfucker, it had ranch in it. That's as Midwestern as it gets unless you want me to put corn in it. I don't know what to fucking <laughs> tell you. If you aren't satisfied with fucking ranch and potatoes... You you don't belong here. You don't belong here. <laughs> you don't belong here. <sighs> Sorry. Wow. Was there a crack in my Mountain Dew? <laughs> I don't know what's happened. It's like me and that, what was that drink? Vault. Vault. I wanted to say Surge. I'm like, that ain't it. They, I believe, had that back at some point, and I was going to get some for you, and I forgot all about it. I remember you tagged me in a post saying it was coming back, and I'm like, oh, glory. (laughs) That shit. Get ready for some sucralose, motherfucker. Yeah. That (laughs) shit was speed to me. It was hilarious. I still have that picture, by the way. Yeah. And I think that I only drank it maybe twice. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something I drank on the regular, but Katie 
No, very... pretty much it was just me fucking with her whenever she came over to my house. I'm like, here, have a vault. Well, well, the first time it was just like, do you want a vault? And she's like, sure. And she tries it and she's fucking geeking out. And then the <laughs> second time I was like, would you like a vault? And she's like, um, and I was like, here, have a vault. I'm going to spike your cup with vault if you don't take this and let me have some entertainment. Pretty much. Because I love seeing the good Christian girl go bad. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> uh, yeah, the good Christian girl. Girl. Quote, unquote. <laughs> My, how far we've come. It's an evolution. I prefer this version. I have not reached my final form <laughs> of witchy, don't give a fuck, lady in the woods smoking weed yet. Bareback in a horse on top. <laughs> on top of the horse. Lady Godiva. Lady Godiva. It's like, save yourself a Lady Godiva. Come on. Oh my. I couldn't help you because I couldn't breathe there for a second. Because your face just went, oh no. Horse schmeat. <laughs> We're not into that horse schmeat unless you go to Sex Life, Season 1, Episode 3, Minute 19, Second 45 to 50. That's some schmeat. <laughs> my how this podcast has evolved. <laughs> just filth. Smut and filth. Filth. <laughs> the English language has been escaping me. And I have the story tonight. Well, this episode, so that'll be good. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Second episode of the night. I made, I made the main last week. You made the side dish. What did you make, my dear? I made Greek green bean salad. Green beanie weenies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So the original recipe calls for green beans, red bell pepper, tomatoes, and then it has its own Greek dressing. So I kind of followed that. I went with the dressing. I had the green beans. We did not have any um, fresh bell peppers at the market. So I got two types of tomatoes. I got a yellow tomato, which is lower in acidity. For those of you who can't handle tomatoes, get the yellow ones. Um, and then I got a red tomato to make it pretty full. Uh, also, there was feta cheese in it. And the dressing that I chose had cheese already in it. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Because my dumbass had already been to the same store twice today. And I was not going back because I forgot the motherfucking feta. <laughs> so I get to Katie's house and she's like... BT dubs, I have feta cheese, which I did not expect. I had a very little leftover from that Mediterranean style salad that I made a while ago. Oh. Yeah, I fully assumed that you would not have feta cheese because this just doesn't seem the type of cheese that you are normally into. I mean, we don't we don't have cause to have it all the time. It was it was a rarity, that's for sure, but I do like feta cheese. Okay. Well, yeah, it, to me, it tastes a lot like goat cheese, and you were not a fan of the goat cheese, so I just assumed that that was a no-go. So she saved me on the fact that she had feta cheese. This motherfucker was trying to feed me vegetables without putting cheese on top. <laughs> I saved my own it, self. There was cheese in the dressing. That's fine. I appreciate what you tried to do for me. Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't even eat any of it. <laughs> you handed it to Nate. Well, I mean, he was already eating dinner. Yes, we both devoured the salmon patties, and I got into the green beans. Mm -hmm. But if you would like to make this recipe, I definitely suggest following the recipe that's in the show notes rather than my convoluted <laughs> mess of a dish that, you know, I went to the market three different times for. Was it even Greek? Dressing or was it? It was Italian, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was Italian. <laughs> yeah, you fucking cheater. <laughs> I did not have the time to make it. It had like um, Dijon mustard and stuff. I don't know. Again, it's in the recipe. Go make it the way it's supposed to be made. It looks beautiful. It does look very pretty. It is very. It presents very beautiful. Yes, the actual salad looks fantastic. She it, fed me an experiment, though. It was not in the cards. This So it was one of those, like, <laughs> um, Pinterest or fail sort of things, yeah. and I landed somewhere between. Oh. 
it was close. Ooh, so we both did kind of like media related. Like we took our 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 food ideas from the media. Yes. Okay. Interesting. So the food facts that I have for you this week are on green beans. Wild notion. Green beanie weenies. Forever known as green beanie weenies. Green beanie weenies. Immortalized here. So green beans boost energy naturally. They have nutrients for skin, hair, and nails. They contain diuretics, so it's good for detoxing. They have vitamin K for bones. Oh, I thought for sure I was getting the gym carry. It has vitamin K. Why did I say that? <laughs> I don't even know. It has vitamin K. Vitamin C for immune system. Uh, strengthens connective tissues. Okay. So they protect your body from free radicals. They are good for your heart. Uh, they're anti-inflammatory and contain a lot of calcium and protein. So vegetarians, vegans, hooray, hooray. Eat your beans. So I kind of liked all the facts that you had for like the black bean mm -hmm. stuff. So I took a page out of your book and did something similar. So some green bean fun facts, if you will. Mm -hmm. Did you know that raw green beans are actually toxic? What? Not like you're going to be dead, but if you eat mature seeds raw, then you're eating poison. So they have to be cooked in some way. So you can't just pick them off your plant and eat them? Right. They're toxic. How will they hurt you? They have poison in them? I don't know what type of poison, I just know that they're poisonous. Like, it's not going to be anything where it's going to hurt you immediately, but if you take, like, a handful, that's not a good idea. The pods themselves have some, um, some toxic properties, but the seeds are really what's toxic. So if you want to eat raw green beans, you need to eat the young ones. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I thought that... I don't know. I thought that that they're, I don't know, I thought I've seen people, like, just pull them off and eat them before. If they did, they probably had quite the upset stomach later. Huh. Interesting. Okay. There are actually two types of green beans. So there are pole beans that need a trellis, and there are bush beans, which only grow to two feet tall. And they don't need any support. Green beans come in a variety of different colors. Green, which is your standard. Yellow, purple, or speckled red. The purple ones are really pretty. I grew them last year. Um, they're almost like a deep... They're almost like a deep velvety purple. They're really pretty. Mm -hmm. They're burgundy beans is what they're called. But I don't think they look burgundy. They're definitely more purple. Hmm. But taste the same, just look way different. They're really pretty. Huh. If you're familiar with the indigenous indigenous American Three Sisters, Tale of Three Sisters, yes. pole bean is one of the three sisters. Squash and corn are the other two sisters. And you can grow those together, and they grow in harmony. Like the corn provides the trellis for the pole beans. The pole beans provide nitrogen to the soil to help the um, squash, and the squash kind of shades everything and helps keep the moisture at the base for everybody. Mm -hmm. So they all work together. It's freaking cool. Yeah. And I've done that and had some success. I think that what my biggest problem was, I did that last year, and we had a really bad droughty summer, mm -hmm. um, so they didn't grow as well. But I think the beans had the most, they were the best out of the whole thing. They, they had the greatest growing season out of everybody. Mm -hmm. The U.S. grows 
800,000 tons of green beans a year. Holy fuck. And 300,000 of those are in Wisconsin. Okie dokie. <laughs> green beans are the third most popular back garden plant. Um, and the other two ahead of it are tomatoes and peppers. Simply because they're so easy to grow. you They're one of the, like, you put it in the ground and don't have to think about it again. Mm-hmm. Green beans are also called string beans or snap beans. The string is because when you snap the top of the bean, there is a string that goes along the pod. Um, and snap green beans are because of certain varieties make a really loud snap sound when you cut them in half. Mm -hmm. Seed to harvest only takes 45 days to grow a green bean. Sweet. And there is a green bean festival in Blairsville, Georgia in um, USA on the last Saturday in July. We have time to make it. (laughs) (laughs) And those are all my green bean facts for you. Hmm. Man, that still throws me. They're toxic. Yeah. Forget arsenic. Just put a whole bunch of raw green beans. Won't notice a thing. Won't notice a thing. (laughs) Excuse me, why are there beans in my coffee? (laughs) Stealthy. Yeah. Stealth. (laughs) Hashtag stealth. Stealth level 3000. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for the green bean facts. You're welcome. And now, this story. I told you here a little bit ago, you were not going to like it. It's called The Grinning Man. Okay. Uh, 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 I don't like it. I don't like it. It makes my insides cringe and I immediately got a vision in my head and I don't like it. I don't want it. So. It's. I was going to say it's not as creepy as you probably think. Nope. But literally all it takes... I'm the, the same way. I don't have as strong of an aversion to it as you do, but it, it just the smiling alone kind of creeps me out. Yeah, because I'm picturing that too wide smile with barely any lips going on, and I don't like it. <laughs> so, first spotted in October 1966 in New Jersey by two young boys named Martin Munoz and Jimmy Yankitis, The Grinning Man is an allegedly humanoid entity who is commonly associated with UFO activity and is sometimes believed to be an alien himself, which when I say sometimes, I mean pretty much always, unless you believe it's a hoax, then obviously not an alien. He's like the Walmart greeter of aliens is what I'm getting. Somebody please uh, make an alien uh, with a big smile. Um, Put the vest on him. (laughs) Hello, my name is, and you can put Indrid Cold on it. Oh. Have you heard that name before? No. Okay. So, um, it's also believed that he could be connected with the men in black. In this first sighting, he was described as being over six feet tall and wearing a reflective green suit with a black belt. Or... Depending on what you read, he was nude. He had a dark complexion and small beady eyes that were set far apart. He was described as not having any nose, ears, or hair. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, the two boys were <laughs> the two boys were walking on Fourth Street when they saw a surreal figure standing near a fence. As they walked closer, they realized the figure was a tall, bald man wearing a metal green suit who was staring right at them with a huge grin. Uh, husk. <laughs> I am leaving my husk behind. Uh, oh, Lord. Okay, I got it. I thought I'd fuck something up. The man chased them until they got away from him. Which, yes, creepy. It doesn't really follow with the second sighting, though. Okay. Um, uh, behaviorally. So this is a quote. Jimmy nudged me and said, who's that guy standing behind you? I looked around and there he was behind that fence, just standing there. He pivoted around and looked right at us and then he grinned a big old grin. 
Did I say that UFO sightings were also reported around that area? No, but I assumed. Okay, so that was happening around the same time, same area. Twas implied. Okay. The Smiling Man's second sighting happened on November 2nd, 1966. Uh, There are some of you, if you're really big into uh, cryptids, that should perk your ears up. In Parkersburg, West Virginia. Mm. Ringing a bell at all yet? I have an idea. This came around the same time and same area as the Mothman. Woodrow Derenberger was a sewing machine salesman on his way home on I-77 when he heard a crash. An unidentifiable vehicle appeared to land in front of his truck. He described it as an old-fashioned kerosene lamp chimney flaring at both ends, narrowing down to a small neck, and then enlarging in a great bulge in the center. The grinning man came out of the vehicle with a dark tan, abnormal for that time of year, and walked up to Derenberger and telepathically communicated with him. He revealed that his name was Indrid Cold and that he meant no harm. Cold said he just wanted to know more about the human race and that he would visit Derenberger again. After their encounter, Derenberger stated that Cold revealed he was from the planet Lanulos in the galaxy of Genomedes. I don't know if that's how you say that. Ganymedes. See, that's what I thought, but it's not spelled. Okay. Google wanted to say, is this what you want to say? No, that's not what I want to say. Okay, well, Google's telling us no. So, I've heard it another way. It's spelled differently, too. Okay, well, maybe we're wrong, then. Who knows? It's G-E-N-E-M-E-D-E-S. Okay. Anyway. He was very reassuring and admitted that he was flesh and blood just like Derenberger was and in no way spe- special or spectacular. <laughs> okay. I don't know, bro. You just came out yeah. of a spaceship. <laughs> you just came out of a spaceship? <laughs> you yeah. got lots of things going on that ain't exactly human. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, they, to be fair, they called him a humanoid entity. Okay. Okay. Cold also openly encouraged... Derenberger to report the encounter to the authorities and confirmation would follow. Before he returned to his vehicle, Cold revealed that this would just that this would be just the first of several such meetings the pair would have. Cold did keep his word. Derenberger received several additional visits from the same man, and on some of these subsequent visits, Cold was not alone. Derenberger even claimed that he was allowed to take a trip to their home planet. After the last of these meetings, Derenberger sought out renowned UFO investigator John Keel, who also wrote a book on the Mothman, and reported all of the events in great detail to him. Purportedly, during Keel's investigations, he often received mysterious phone calls from someone calling himself Indrid Cold. Derenberger was not the only person to report an appearance from the sinister-looking grinning man. On the very same night, on the very same road, two other men saw an elongated object land in front of their vehicle. They were also forced to stop, and they watched as the man disembarked and headed their way. He wore a dark coat and folded both arms in such a way that he could be considered uncomfortable. Does that make you feel weird at all? Like he's trying to act human. Loki, take the wheel. Uh, That was my first thought. There were two different websites that mentioned how he was standing, and I was like, ugh. It's like he's trying to figure out how to act more human. It's like the Black Eyed Kids and I hate it! Uh, Moving along quickly because her eye movements make me very uncomfortable. Even more uncomfortable than I already was. (laughs) He asked both men questions that seemed pointless to them before the man returned to the craft and subsequently just took off. There are other versions of the legend involving other sightings. However, not much else has been heard of from the Grinning Man since the 1960s. Now, we have to remember that around this time, all eyes were focused on West Virginia, specifically on Point Pleasant, because of Mothman. Between Mothman and then the terrible disaster that happened when the Silver Bridge collapsed, these two stories dominated headlines and papers. Mm -hmm. However, very deep inside the pages of the press were claims of another bizarre sighting, the Grinning Man. This figure has earned a reputation in American folklore that persists to this day, along with others like the Black Eyed Children. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's all, as, as far as... Black-eyed children goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Although, I may or may not be working on a story with them. Ugh. Okay. I, they need to be mentioned. They need to be mentioned, but, you know, Katie lives to torture me, I swear. I, I 
yeah, well. I delight in your uncomfortableness. <laughs> no, the thing that I did find when I was trying to figure out how to pronounce that fucking galaxy mm. was on encyclopedia.com. Um, here's a couple paragraphs here. I'll try to make it quick. According to Cold's account, Lanulos was some 14.6 light years from Earth. Maybe they just spelled it wrong, because this site says Ganymede. I don't fucking know where it's at. It was originally settled by people from Earth who traveled there in spaceships, thus implying that Earthlings could travel in space prior to the 20th century, but that the knowledge of space travel had been lost for a long time and only more recently rediscovered. Their new planet was much like Earth, though the yearly cycle had only three seasons, planting, harvest, and cold. Now, back in contact with Earth, the Lanulosians can easily pass for human. Cold related that the people of Lanulos are religious. They believe in one God, the father of all, and the creator of all that is good. They have a language, but also communicate via telepathy. They developed in a non-hostile manner and have no crime or war. Government is loosely organized around a 56-person guiding council whose members are elected every six months. If a member proves unfit, he or she is dismissed and another elected to fill the vacancy. The people also have no need of clothes and generally walk around in the nude. When Darren Berger first visited the planet, he found he attracted stares because of his clothing and soon adopted the local custom. Uh, he also reported that he had traveled to Venus and that its residents were nudists. I mean, that checks out considering the god, but, you know. Marriage is common amongst the Lanulosians. When a couple marries, they are united. The male refers to his spouse as his union, and a female calls her husband her united. Cold indicated that he had a wife and two children. Children go through a lengthy education period that begins as soon as they seem capable of knowing good from evil. People live to be 125 to 175 years old in Earth time. The friendly Lanulosians, while not warlike, were engaged in business and desired to establish trade with Earth. However, they found their attempts to form a relationship rebuffed. Shocker. <laughs> they had a... Pro I mean, we want to shoot our own human beings. I mean... Yeah. That live on this planet. Good luck to anything else not from this world. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they had approached the American government, but found officials unwilling to guarantee their safety. <laughs> on occasions, when they had attempted to land, they had been met with hostility. Wild notion. Yeah. Cold indicated that he had received wounds from a gunshot on one occasion. Yeah. You landed in West Virginia. You, I, yeah. Should have tried California. Anyway, Darren Berger published his most substantive account of Lanulos in 1971. Though writer John Keel had a, had a continued fascination with the Darren Berger story and included information he had collected in several of his books over the years. There has been no independent verification of the existence of such a planet as Darren Berger described. That's it. That was just that extra bit that I found online while I was trying to figure out how to pronounce a galaxy. Huh. See, what I don't like is as soon as you told me I had a full image in my head that exactly matched what you had read. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. I think of season four, the episode Hush from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Their intentions were not the same. Yeah. But i that's what I picture is like the silent men. Did you ever see that? Well, I... I borrowed the whole thing of Buffy from you, so oh, yeah, shit, yeah. I watched the whole thing, but I don't remember it, you know, episode by episode like you do. Do you remember so, what they looked like? I don't want to. I'm. They're less creepy than what this is. I don't know about that. I'm gonna show you anyway. Do you have anything else to say? <clears throat> I find the lore interesting about the planet itself and the fact that it would have had to been oh I don't like that either um uh it 
The fact that it would almost have to be of Jewish origin or of Christian origin, because that's the only two people that I can think of that fit that, like, religious description that they're talking about. Monotheistic. Yeah. Um, well, it said they came from Earth. Yeah. So that's why I was like, well, who would that be? And I'm like, because I was thinking, who would have the tech? Well, it would have either been the Aztecs, and they were not monotheistic, or the Egyptians, who were not monotheistic. So I was like, well, it scratches that. Well, maybe they decided to pick what? I like how your logic brain is trying to work its way through this. Well, you know, you got to hold on to something. Teach whatever makes you feel better. Go yeah, ahead. whatever makes me feel good about this. I'm just here. I'm just here as a sounding board now after I've ruined you. Yeah. So, yeah, it has me thinking of who could that possibly be and how did it go so wrong to end up with who we're making contact with here. Because if they were humans... How did we get to that point? How did we get to the silent men point? Maybe there was a rise and fall of civilization and we had to start all over. That just tells me it's more interbreeding, though. Which is whatever, but, like... Ugh. And also, if they're, like, human, the folding of the arm shouldn't be that difficult... That's easy to do as long as you have the parts to, that move the same way. I don't know. I just, I, I don't like that. And it makes me feel horrible. Why are you chasing children, too, by the way? That was the thing that I found that was interesting. And actually, there was like a third incident that I didn't really mention just because it, it didn't really, if we're going to go with that this is real, it, 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 it seemed less plausible than the other two. And it, it was because it was called, they were called the Lily family. Um, I don't remember. They lived somewhere in that area on the, you know, the East side of the country or what have you. Mm-hmm. And it was something about, they, they had an, an experience with who they, they called injured cold, but <laughs> Other people believe either, A, it was a hoax, which, of course, you're going to have some people believe that, or that what they were experiencing was actually them dealing with a demonic possession in their home. Ooh. So. <laughs> Ooh, that I, is that is a range, yeah, my right, friend. Right? So I'm like, I didn't add that one. Uh, I might look into the Lily family incident at some other point, but I just, I wasn't sure it... it it didn't, uh, I didn't want to devote too much time to that, that sighting. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why in the second sighting with, uh, Derenberger, why everything was kosher, all good, you know, what have you. But in the first sighting, apparently he chased some little boys. Yeah. I know it didn't make sense to me either, but they were, those sightings were lumped together. The Lily family thing I only found on like one, but the other two were lumped together throughout all the webs the web pages that I visited. So it just made me think that he's like, you know, they're religious. He was like Jehovah Witness to the little boys. Have you heard? <laughs> Have you heard the good good word? <laughs> nope. Don't wanna. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that. You are most welcome. That gives me far too much to think about, and not all of it fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, but it's interesting. Yeah, I yeah. It's kind of like it's like choose your own adventure. Yeah. So you want to believe it was a hoax? It's very possible. Yeah. Especially with what was going on, you know, in that time, mm-hmm. around that same time. I think even in the Mothman prophecies, if I remember correctly, it's been a long time since I've watched it. It wasn't really my thing. Uh, they mention Indrid Cold mm. in that movie. Mm-hmm. So I think, at least in that movie, they tie in they tie Indrid Cold in with the Mothman. Okay. Somehow. So, yeah. No. Hmm. I just thought it was 
It was the smiling. That's what got me. Yes. And the name freaks me out, too. Indrid Cold. I don't know. It just sounds freaky to me. It's got me feeling a little Ichabod Crane-ish. I can see how that... Ichabod. Oh, I shouldn't name one of the cats that. What a name. <laughs> so, anyway. Um... Is it just monstrous media now? Or no, do you I have. I do have. We have a this or that. Ready? Let's play. Yes. Okay. What is your this or that? All right. So this first one is much like the very last one of the last time that we had. So vampires are real. Which lore would you prefer to be a vampire in? Anyone where they can have sex. Fuck Anne Rice. A bitch does dirty. Yeah. <sighs> like, what? Years, years, and I find out that Akasha and Lestat aren't boning. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> I... I don't know. Definitely not True Blood. I wouldn't want anything to do with that, because they're out. Mm-hmm. You know, they're out of the coffin, so to speak. And everything is... It's interesting as a show. I really like the show, but it's just one more political thing to deal with. Yeah. Because it's obviously very political in that show. So, not that. Hmm. Let's let's do you first. You answer first. Well, I'm going to get so much hate for this. So much hate for it. But I'll give you my reasons after I have shamed myself. And I shall judge you. And you shall judge me thoroughly. Okay. Okay. I would definitely go with the Stephanie Meyer lore. Explain thyself. <laughs> Explain thyself before I wreck you. Um, so I really like the fact that not only are they not out, that's important to me too. There are multiple feeding options, which I like. Um, uh, sorry. What? I'm like, hmm. Doesn't matter. If she's, if she's human or vampire, that bitch has to have, has to have <laughs> diet preferences. <laughs> like, vegetarian option is necessary. Even well, if that means deer versus human. I just like the fact that, you know, some lures have you going almost insane if you don't have human blood. So it's kind of nice to have that, like alternative i guess blood is blood Um, life is life yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um i also like that they're not necessarily demonized even though you're looking at it through the books through bella's eyes so they wouldn't be but you know it's they're more in touch with the human side and the human um morals um, at least they didn't lose their soul. Yeah, at least most of them that we interact with, even the ones who are like, "Oh, I'm unsavable." Besides Victoria, fuck that bitch. Um, but the grand majority of them, yes, you may be a killer, but you still have your human emotions. Not like you lose everything. Um, which some people might argue with me, you know, depending on how well you know the series. You know, there are a couple people that, you know, Jane, for instance, but that's the same with any person. Yeah, it's the same way with humans. Some people are just psychopaths. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I also like that it's a creative solution as to why no son. And it's kind of like... So if you've ever watched, I know you haven't, but Hotel Transylvania, how Johnny's walking around talking to Dracula saying like, oh, stake through the heart, who wouldn't that kill? And I really like the idea that, well, being in the sun, I can be in the sun, but the reason, but there's a reason why it would give me away. I like that better as a solution than just, you know, I've died and now I can't see sunlight ever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have several reasons why I like that. And it's not romanticized, it's practical. Yeah, I can see that. Also, I think the way they feed is interesting because it doesn't, you don't see fangs. 
it's not it's like Buffy like their whole you know their whole face transforms mm-hmm. type thing yeah I mean obviously I mean there are people that have actual conditions where they can't be in sunlight or where they crave blood mm-hmm. you know things like that it's not like their face transforms right. so that's yeah I mean it's I like that aspect too yeah and you have um practical ways of all their increased abilities um so like their speed their sight their smell you know all that is well explained and not just oh because you're a cryptid now ta-da um as well as you can go into some of the magical abilities you know people have these things it's energy manipulation if you were able to be a medium before any sort of changeover if you will why wouldn't you have a heightened ability if every other sense was heightened it makes complete sense to me and it's not like every single character either right and it's not every single character esme couldn't do shit yeah carlisle I, maybe you, I guess you could probably argue that Carlisle's ability to withstand blood is, might be something, but he had exceptional control. Yeah, like Bella did. Um, also, uh, Rosalie didn't have anything. Emmett didn't have anything. Uh, no, my youngest son is not named after that Emmett. BT Dubs. Although she was talking about naming a daughter Rosalie if she had a girl yes. at one point. Yes. Which was funny. It was going to be him. Emmett was either going to be Emmett or Rosalie. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, we did not pick those names based upon Twilight. It just happenstance. Also, I would like to point out, years and years ago, you were telling me how you would like to name your daughter Twyla Dawn. Yes. Can't do that now. Know why? Because I'm going to have a cousin-in-law named Twyla. Really? Really? Well, I was thinking more Twilight Breaking Dawn. Twilight Dawn. I see a theme here. I see a theme that I did not see before. Yes, ma'am. And I assure you that this was not conscious. This was very, if anything, subconscious. (laughs) Just throwing that shit out there. Okay. So you were shamed last episode. Now I am shamed this episode. How was I shamed? Uh, Because of your insatiable thirst for a Schmeet? clown from outer oh. space. Yes. A, a transvestite clown from outer space. Just a sweet transvestite from sensational sensational sensual sensual words have escaped me. <laughs> they are all gone. Transsexual Transylvania. Yeah. <laughs> Let me save you there. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So I'm going to attempt to give you an answer. All right. Um, I actually, I, I don't feel the need to shame you. I agree with all of that. However, I ha- when it comes to vampires, I have a very romanticized brain. Okay. So if we're speaking practically, mm-hmm. I would say, oh, well. That's a, that's a very good alternative as I well. didn't even think of that. Well, then that's my first fucking choice. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck practicality. Fuck, fuck everything. <laughs> Touch all the things. Yeah. <laughs> I need a Blake. Yep, we'll go with that. You're welcome. I think. Minus Richard. He's such a Richard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stupid Richard. Did you know that she actually intended to marry her off to Richard? Laurel. And she intended to kill Jean-Claude? I think I knew that she intended to kill John Claude, but not that she intended to marry her to Richard. Yeah, and it didn't happen that way. Good. Good yeah. job, Laurel. Because somebody was asking, how far have you read? Uh, I wouldn't. Okay. Well, somebody... I've w- missed, like, the last four or five books. Okay, well, somebody was asking... If a certain person and Anita were going to bone. And she's like, hell no. Never. Hell no. Jason? But. But. I intended to kill Jean-Claude within the first couple books and marry her off to Richard. And that didn't fucking happen. So I don't know at this point. And I loved it. I see it happening. Edward. Incorrect. 
Okay. I see it happening. Nobody wants it to happen, but I think it's gonna happen. How long has this character been in the series? Uh, later books. Like, he's very few books that he's in. Okay, so yeah, I wouldn't know. <clears throat> you would know if I told you. Developments. Much developments that you have not read yet. Oh no. Many much developments. Oh no, 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 no. Very good developments. Okay. Uh next to this or that, please. Okay. Oh god. We could we could talk about Anita all night. We could. And Chris and I do and vampires. Chris and I do frequently. Yes. This is a if you haven't read it and you love the um like werewolves, vampires. vampires. If you like supernatural smut. Yes. But that has a very good storyline to it. Very good storyline. Like 29 books. Very developed characters. Excellent characters. Excellent storyline. Excellent main character. Good supporting characters. I can't say enough about the series. Badass uh, heroine. Yes. And she has another series that is based upon Celtic uh, she. So like um, Celtic fae, if you will. Um, And then she's starting another series about angels. That I'm very much looking forward to as well. Hmm. Laurel Hamilton. Yes. Go look it up. Anyway, so would you rather visit Amityville or Chernobyl? My friend, you have asked me a very similar. I think you had Amityville in a previous episode. Yes, and you did not choose that one. No, we did choose that one. We picked. What that. was the other choice? I don't even remember. I'm allowed to pick the same places, damn it. Jeez, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Chernobyl or Amityville? Uh-huh. I mean, there's a very possible real-world, like, physical issue with visiting Chernobyl. Yeah. And that it's still radioactive. Okay, say that you could find a way to not have the radioactivity be a problem. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to say Chernobyl. Really? Yeah. Um, it freaks me out. Yes. I'm not worried I'm going to encounter anything, uh, except for, like, a two-headed rat or something like that. I am 1,000% worried that I would encounter something. I'm not concerned I would encounter anything, but it creeps me out enough. We've mentioned this before. I have of like places that are usually bustling with people that are empty. Mm-hmm. That triggers something in me. It freaks me out. Yeah. I don't. I wonder if that's like a phobia, or if, if it mm-hmm. is, if there's a name for it or something. I don't know. Somebody tell us. That'd be interesting. Um, if it is. I have that <laughs> because it really does. It puts me in the mind frame of like the world is ending and yeah. <gasps> scariness and whatever, but that would be like a good challenge to myself mm-hmm. and also spooky and also just interesting. I think mm-hmm. to see a, a world just abandoned that way. So yeah, if I could deal with the, or get away with, you know, not having to worry about the radiation yeah, I choose Chernobyl. I personally would pick Amityville. I have seen too many videos and heard too many stories about encountering things in Chernobyl. I and a good friend of mine is absolutely obsessed with the place. So I've heard little too much that I didn't want to hear. And that freaks me out. I have the potential for a decent day in Amityville than Chernobyl. In so my you're going to take horrendous demonic possession over possible, like, flesh-eating mutants. You're choosing a demon over something that you can just point a gun at and kill. I mean... One of the videos that I saw, the, the gun didn't help. You're going to have to show me these videos. Yeah, so... Because I... There's there's a movie called The Chernobyl Diaries. Have you ever watched it? Probably not. No. Okay, and it's, I'm assuming, probably pretty close to what you're explaining. 
And it creeped me out, but I think, again, the thing that creeped me out the most was the setting, not the actual creatures. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, nah. 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 Okay. All right. You can have Amityville. I'll take Chernobyl. Okay. So, last time that I asked you creepy locations to visit, that we went to either Silent Hill or Salem, and we both chose Salem. Mm-hmm. So, based upon the not-so-just-scary-but-fun-place-to-go, somewhere you want to go, would you choose Salem or New Orleans? New Orleans. <laughs> I already knew what you were going to say. Yeah. New Orleans, for sure. If we're just talking strictly fun, New Orleans. Yeah. I think the, the beautiful blending of cultures down there is... And, and it seems like a more free place to be who you want to be, express yourself how you want to express yourself, and just everybody's there to just have a good fucking time. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, yeah, I would choose New Orleans. See, you took a turn on me there because I was like, Marie Laveau and Swamp Witches kind of thing. And obviously my answer is New Orleans. That's where I'm going for my honeymoon. Jelly. Yeah. I'm excited. But, yeah, I automatically thought, like, all the witchy shops and the uh, atmosphere and going to, like, if possible, going to, like, a cemetery or whatever just to see the differences and um, that the cultural difference down there is exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe we're romanticizing it, but from what from what I've heard from a ton of people who've been there, people who've lived there, I don't feel like it's romanticized. I feel like that's how it is. Somebody, I I am I am wholeheartedly with you. I would choose New Orleans over Salem. There's something more like almost aristocratic about Salem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's like. Time of the Puritans and stuffiness and noses and noses and books, I mean. And I don't know. Uh, when you said Puritans, I was thinking of, like, Salem. So, like, I was thinking Quakers. Oh. Yeah, maybe that's what I meant. Yep. I am shit at history. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think of New Orleans and I just think of, like, color, life. Mm. parties, festivities, but with, like, cultural mixed in. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I choose. Those are the three that I had for this or that. Okay. Okay. It's time for Monstrous Media. Yes. Bitches. Monstrous Media. This section will contain spoilers, so proceed with caution. Alright, so this week we are going to talk about a movie called The Seventh Day. Yeah. It stars Guy Pierce, and it is supposed to be, he plays a veteran um, priest. Not as in like veteran military, but a seasoned priest. Okay who specializes in exorcisms Mm. and um he got a rough start uh with his mentor uh passing away during or being murdered during an exorcism um and has a, a chip on his shoulder about the whole thing even more so than just 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 hating demons he really fucking hates them and he wants mm-hmm. to make sure he gets as many as he can blah 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 so the catholic system is to train up-and-coming priests you know in all of their regular studies and a select few as specialists in exorcism mm-hmm. and with him being uh, a seasoned exorcist he is one of the, the people that they choose to take on recruits and train them. So it's just this movie about him going through with a new recruit, trying to teach him the ropes, 
They're investigating uh, the possible possession of a young boy who murdered his family. Um, and it's fucking kind of weird. I don't, I can't really say too much without completely giving it away. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's bunny scale. You could watch it. I wasn't thoroughly, uh, impressed with last week or this week in terms of how scary it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they were interesting enough for me to watch. And there is uh, a little bit of a twist at the end of this one. Ooh, twisty. And yeah, I like, I like the way it ended. It was, it was different than what I was expecting. Mm. So they caught me off guard a little bit. Um, yeah, it's just the recruit going through, getting his sea legs, basically, and, you know, discovering some other shit along the way. So that also is a newer release movie. Mm. Um, it is on Netflix, though. Um, that is, for all of you, if you made a note to look for it. Uh, last week, but have not gotten around to it yet. If you are searching for the movie The Unholy, that is available on Amazon Prime. You have oh, to okay. rent it. Um, but The Seventh Day is available on Netflix. Okay. So that is what I have for Monstrous Media. Mm. So any uh, questions, concerns, comments? No, just cleansing my brain. Of the grinning man? Of the image that my brain set upon me that I don't appreciate. No nose, no ears, no hair. Grinning, bald, tall, skinny. Salad fingers. Salad fingers. He looks as slick as a salamander. <laughs> anyway, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Baking with Booze. You can send in your paranormal stories or your recipes to baking underscore with underscore booze at yahoo.com. Other than that, we hope you enjoyed the episode. You have a good week ahead, and we will talk to you in a week. Bye.